0: Well, folks, once again, it is time for the Biscuits and Gravy Show. I'm Jason Kirtman, and on the other line and bringing up his mic just because it needs to be, it's Jim. He'll never tell you he's a mime, Nelson. Did you get that, Jim? Where'd he go? Jim, are you there?
1: (laughs) What, you you, you can see, see what mining? you did there. <laughs>
0: yes. I thought we'd lost the connection because this happens with you every now and then. Every time I he he has no idea about the funny names I give him, and he always comes back with some sort of weird something to say. And Jim, I think you outdid yourself there. That was fantastic. That was great. I love it. So, on a scale of one to 10, how's your day been? 15 and a half, 15 and a half. Okay. All right, well, what's going on in your world? And then we'll get into the...
1: I have my own world.
0: You have your You know what? I remember this world. <laughs> I was a part of that world for a while. I man, I got my cable stuck on something. There we go. So, um, all right, great. It, so It's a
1: it's a dictatorship in my world, but I am a benevolent dictator.
0: Benevolent dictator. Hey, benevolent a, isn't dictator. Is that another oxymoron? You walk in the garden of my tarpulence. You know what? I'm going to have to pull up Wikipedia here. <laughs> I, You make this stuff up sometimes, I think. Tarpulence?
1: Uh, actually, I stole that. There's yeah. probably listeners that know exactly where I stole that from. I guarantee if Joe, that guy, Martin's listening, he knows exactly where I stole
0: that from. Okay, what's the word tarpulence mean? Looks like something you'd have in the back um, of a bed of a pickup truck to me, but
1: yeah, it's 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 the idea is is he's so great that he tolerates lesser beings, and and so you walk in the garden of his grace and tolerance upon your Eunice, Eunice, <laughs> <laughs> Eunice.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: all right, whatever whatever that means. I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think I do make this. You know, no so- that. The tarpulence, that word, was reintroduced in uh, Heath Ledger's movie,
0: uh, A Knight's Tale. I tried to watch that once. I just couldn't get through it. I just couldn't get get through <laughs> it's, it. It's a very self-mocking movie. I have It makes that. fun of itself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Much like, I don't know, maybe... I, 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 what's the guy? That, the guy that did Blazing Saddles, uh, some of those. So, so anyway, yeah, yeah. Gene Wilder. <laughs> Jess says you just called Jason a eunuch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Whoa>. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we're close. Yeah. We're not that I, close. I know what that <laughs> word means, um, <laughs> right? So anyway, um, Jim, you got any <laughs> we shout We're leaving outs? that one alone. I do.
1: I yeah? do. To the wee ones, the little people, to Samuel, Ellie, and Aiden, my children. Ah. No, really, they're my kids.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Michael Partain's in the uh, in the uh, chat room. Great guy up in Michigan. I think he's, you Mike, you still live in Michigan? I'll let you respond to that. Um, yeah, so awesome. You got some, now, just so everybody knows, and I hope you don't mind me asking, how many children do you have? Three. Three. You
1: have how many boys and how many girls? Two boys on the outside and a girl in the middle.
0: In the middle of Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, was, I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah, my oldest and my youngest are boys, and Ellie's in the middle. Okay. Well, my shout-out this week is going to be to the only individual that sent me a text last week. You know who you are, Chez. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's get right into the, the little bit of the business. We do have a, che- a text number. I think I'm thinking about eliminating it. Nobody's using it. But if you want to send us a text... Uh, 803-615-4041. We don't get it while we're on the air. We have to log into this website and get it later. Um, and you can't respond back with it. You can respond back with a different number. I just don't like it. I don't think I'm going to keep it very longer. Uh, very longer. Much longer. Got my nose fixed. And now my mouth won't work. Uh, 803-615-4041. I want to give another shout-out to a guy who is now a Big Basin partner. I'm talking about Don the Burrito Man. If you live in Alamogordo... You can get breakfast delivered, hand delivered to you every morning from 7 to 11, and you can pick what kind of burrito you want. Tell him what you want in it. Just dial 575-491-8987. 575-491-8987. He did want me to remind you that he does not speak Spanish uh contrary to the music uh in the video uh, on the he he didn't speak spanish on that but he was worried that people would think that he did uh because i put mariachi music behind the uh behind the uh video so my oh uh michael says he's uh, delivering bibles to mississippi that's that's good is there i wonder if there's a shortage of bibles in mississippi there won't be if paul if mike has his way so um anyway all right. Let's see. What we got? Some other business to take care of this week. Um, Jim, go ahead with the smartphone thing. We'll take care of that. Oh that's your your puppy right now. The
1: smartphone thing.
0: You know that weekly reminder we give everybody.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, yeah, because that's important. We usually do it at the end of the show, so it threw me. Uh, amber alerts. Turn on the amber alerts on your phone. Uh, the life you save may be someone that you know and care
0: about. Right, right. I I did get an Amber Alert uh, last week, and I need to check with Chez on this because he probably knows more about this than I do. Um, I just got a vehicle notice. That's all I got. Um, maybe he knows more yeah. about that story. I don't know. But it's good to know because I immediately um, kept that in my mind that day as I was going to work just in case I saw the vehicle. Um, so, yeah, good good stuff. Um also, I want to um, say that our, our show is sponsored by SudsySoapery.com. Some of the best, greatest products for men and women—not only soaps, but shaving cream, um, deodorants, um, balm—if you got dry skin, chap skin. I got one of the products I got today was a uh, it was a uh, butter coconut bar, and I thought and it looks like a bar of soap, but it's not. It's made to rub on dry skin, which is really good because this time of year I get really bad chapped knuckles and fingers. Um, so anyway, that that helps. I'm glad I got that. Uh, SudsySopery.com, if you like the product so well, you can do what I do. And uh, I ordered a auto-renewing subscription um, that I don't have to order. It just comes in every month, automatically deducted from my debit card. At, that's at MySudsyCrate.com. And the good news is you can get a 10% discount at at either MySudsySopery.com or MySudsyCrate.com uh, just by using the checkout code JASON. We were real original on that one. So you can thank my mom and dad for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Also, I know Christmas is over. Jim, are you an Amazon fanatic just as much as I am? Uh, Even if you're just window yeah. shopping to speak? No pun intended. Get it, it windows? Window sh- Yeah.
1: Yeah, right. That's 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 funny. Uh it's not really, but we're yeah. going to say it is cuz this is a comedy show. <laughs> no, no. I get it. It like right. took me a second. I'm like, "Oh no, that's a hot one." Um yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm back and forth between <laughs> Amazon and eBay. Yeah, but you know, because I'm always looking for the the best deal I can possibly get. But, e- eBay's cool uh, because no. you
0: can find really cool antiques on eBay that you can't, or older stuff that's been um, out of production for a long time that you can't find on Amazon. It, it's it's really cool. I mean, I've got I've got an RCA Victor uh, belt buckle in the other room that I bought for five dollars. It's good grief! It's probably at least forty years old. I couldn't find that on Amazon, so. But anyway, I was getting back, if you want to help support TheBigBasin.com and the uh, Sanchez show, uh, the Sanchez show, those who show up decide, I said I had to clarify that because we got a guy, Steve Sanchez from Arizona, he's nationally syndicated, he's on The Big Basin uh, every Sunday night live. Uh, but if you want to help support that, and it does support it because it helps pay for our streaming fees and website fees um, which I got hit with a big bill this week. A big bill for me. Uh, uh, I get hit with this bill every... My, my websites are about 150 to $200 every year. My streaming is about $150 a year. I got hit with a streaming fee, um, so I, I paid that, took care of it. But all of that stuff uh, really helps. I see Rich Merrick is in the chat room. I hope you don't mind me mentioning your full names because you're such good friends of mine. i got to tell you something about Rich Rich, I came to a greater appreciation of the post office. Um, he's, he's one of those fine gentlemen. Uh, this week, when I did have a package from Amazon delivered, or it was attempted to be delivered, I was waiting for it. It was a great package. I was waiting for it, and uh, it didn't come. Late at night, I got a message that said, undeliverable. Please contact uh, UPS. So I called him. I said, what's the problem? You guys deliver here all the time. Well, the driver couldn't find it. It's not my... I said, look, I, I went in to pick up the product. I said, look at the package and tell me you don't know where that is. And the guy said, I'll be right back. He came back out a few minutes later and said, I just chewed out the driver. I think he got a little lazy. T- late at night, wanted to get home. Let's just mark this package undeliverable. He can pick it up tomorrow. I, that's what the the guy told me. I don't know. Uh, but I never have that problem with the post office around here. They're great. So... Anyway, yeah, um, but anyway, boy, that was a long way around that horse. Um, <laughs> if you want to do some shopping through Amazon, you can go to thebigbasin.com and click on the store. Now, I'll tell you this. If, if, if you want to buy something, that's fine. We get like a 4% kickback on anything that's bought, supposedly. Um, but if there's something you want to buy that's not on there and you've got patience, send me uh, an email uh, through that site. Say, hey, you can send me a link to the product you want. I will get it on there uh, for you, for just for you because I love you that much. Whoever, because you, you are my friend. Yes, because you. <laughs> right, you'd have to have listened to last week's show to get that. Because you're t- normally fifty dollars today, because you are my friend, forty dollars. So uh, let's see. Yeah, um, the Roku player. Yeah, we've got a great app on Roku.com. We've got some. I uh, put up another video this last week of Don the Burrito Man. He's got his own video. I'm going to put up another one of him. Uh, probably next week too. Uh, those who show up decide is always, uh, on there every week. We get that uploaded by Sunday afternoon. So yeah. Anyway, that's, I think that's all the business, Jim, right? We, oh, the survey, um, go to the big basin. Dot, actually, yeah, go to the big com and go to the show page on that. There's a survey. If you listen, uh, we would like to get your feedback on this podcast. We would love to have it, um, some people have uh, Joe, that guy Martin. Um, he's not in yet. I did send him a message, let him know we were on. He's our number one fan. Um, anyway, he has submitted some ideas for segments, which we have in- incorporated. See, Jim, I can use a big word too. Incorporated. Incorporated. <laughs> right. Um, but that's he, just
1: he, because it was in the beginning. Is Shirley Lavern and Shirley? Yeah. Well, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> if Laverne Kim ha- ha- ha-
0: Incorporated, right? Something like that? So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, so anyway, um now where was I going, Jim? I'm chasing rabbit trails and they're they're incorporated. leaving Incorporated. Yes. So oh, we've incorporated some of the segments that uh, Joe that guy Martin has done. So it's time to get in to our weekly quotes and the the for lack of a better word, the game show segment of the program, the <laughs> trivia. which I, The trivia duel. I'm going to get with Ches and maybe uh, Rich late, a little later on. I've got an idea for a game show. Actually, i got an idea for two game shows. One is called You Bet Your Wife. I, I told you about this last week. But I, I came right. up with another one this week called You Bet Your Pants. Wow. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's funny. It, it involves extremely short people. That's all I'll say about that right now. Anyway, um, so I'm, I'm going to get with... <laughs> let's see. Okay. So, uh, James... Go, uh, Jim... I, I said James because it says right there on the tracker, James quotes. And I always call you Jim. So for a minute there, I thought I, we had somebody else with us. Um, go ahead with your quotes of the week. A student said to his master, You teach me how to fight, but constantly
1: speak of peace. How do you reconcile the two? The master replied, It is better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. I like that. That's
0: that's true. That's true in a lot of aspects. A um.
1: friend of mine who taught martial arts uh, out in Colorado uh-huh. until his recent death uh, basically made the point that uh, a warrior may choose pacifism, but the weak are doomed to it.
0: Hmm. Okay. Uh, K- kind of along the same Same line of thought. Well, Roosevelt, wasn't it Roosevelt, said walk walk softly and carry a big stick? Yep. Kind of along that. Okay, what else you got for me? The truth is incontrovertible. Malice may
1: attack it. Ignorance may deride it. But in the end, there it is.
0: Winston Churchill. And amazingly enough, I know what all those words mean. And I like Winston (laughs) Churchill. I do. I got to tell you something funny, Jim. One time we had two first time visitors in our church up in Michigan one's guy one guy his last name was Winston and the second for and they didn't know each other they just happened to be there on the same day the second guy's name was Churchill and i will never forget this my dad had met them both beforehand but when he was announcing the first time visitors he accidentally introduced the first guy as Winston Churchill That's funny <laughs> so uh what else I you got think for can remember me? that story oh uh, those are all your quotes aren't they or do yes. you have any more? Okay, okay. I'm going to let you go ahead with your trivia questions for me, and I'm not going to look at the chat screen right now because if if I can't get it, I'm going to let them type their guesses in. So go ahead. Well, I didn't put the answers. I didn't put the answers up. Uh, and if you want, it's well, I, entirely up to you. Well, um, what I, what I'm saying is, I'm not. If they want to type their guesses in, I'm not going to look at the chat screen, so I don't. Ah ah ah. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Okay, first question. Okay. Uh,
1: 1970s science fiction television series featuring Andy Griffith as the
0: main character. A sci-fi. A sci-fi. Boy, I, I'm just going to tell you right now, I have no idea. I would venture a wild guess, but I don't even know what to guess. Okay, it so, was... Hang on. Anybody in the chat room can figure that one out. Um, once you move on to the next question then we'll come back and answer that. See if okay, in the Okay. That's room. fair. Okay. Or, or did you
1: want to did you want to go one for
0: one? one or do you just one. want me to
1: roll through mine? Yeah, you give me one, I give you one? No, let's let's roll through them. Let's roll through them. Okay. All right. Um, the longest running television science fiction series ever. I am gonna say Star Trek you would be close because Star Trek did run for quite a long time but no
0: was it there- um, um, oh the guy, the guy <laughs> with a little robot Buck Rogers no no okay uh Twilight Zone no that wouldn't be it.
1: okay remember who you're talking to Jason.
0: Do- oh yeah! <laughs> I see what you did there, Doctor Who. Yes. Yeah, Okay. That's Rich it. said Lost in Space, but that was that was a good one. That was a good one. All right. Okay. Nobody um, else has a clue on your first one, so let's go back to that. Who? What was okay. the sci-fi series featuring Andy Griffith? It ra- okay, it ran for one season. Right.
1: It was called Salvage One. Salvage One. Salvage One. And it was about a junk man who had a dream that he wanted to build a spaceship and go to the moon and retrieve all of the space junk
0: that the Apollo missions had left on the moon and bring it back to Earth and sell it. So basically, it's kind of a combination of Sanford and Son, Martin Luther King, and and Andy Griffith.
1: That's I, I don't know yeah. where the Martin Luther King comes into it, but he okay. had a dream.
0: <laughs> said he had a dream. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And that every was bad. show would
1: start out with uh, no, with the with Andy Griffith saying, "I've got a dream, and this is what I want to do." Okay. So yeah. Okay. Give me uh, your salvage one. Give me your third one. Uh, longest running television sitcom
0: ever. I am gonna have to say Mash. No. No. Okay. No. Okay, let's see if anybody else can guess that, and we'll cut. Yeah, Rich said MASH, it's, too. It, he thought so, too. It's a, little bit, it's a little bit of a trick. Is it before or after MASH? I know it after. wasn't after MASH, because after MASH only ran for like a half a season. It was so bad. Uh, it was so bad, people don't even remember it. Do you remember after MASH? It was the sequel no. to MASH. Oh, I, I, I didn't
1: remember it by the name after MASH yeah. for some reason.
0: Oh, Chez says all in the family?
1: No. Okay.
0: Alright, we'll come um, back to that.
1: It's, it's a little bit I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this much. You wouldn't normally think of this as a television sitcom, but it was. The and I'll give I'll oh. give another hint. I'll give another hint. Yeah. Just because I'm feeling generous. It started out its existence as a section as a segment of another.
0: Of another sitcom, the Bob Newhart show. No, good guess though. Okay, because you know you know what they did at the end of the one show. At at the end of the Bob, there was the one where he was a psychiatrist, and then the other one where he ran the hotel up in Maine. Well, the one Vermont, yeah, Vermont, right? That that general area. Well, in that (laughs) one, at at the yeah, the Northeast. At the end of that show, <laughs> in the last episode, it at the end of it, it showed him in bed, and he woke up, and he was talking to his wife from the first show, and he said, you wouldn't believe the dream I just had. So that's where I oh, thought you funny. were going with that. Oh. No, no. Oh, oh, oh. I think I, yeah. Rich Merrick's got a good guess. He says, well, "Okay, Frasier. No. then it wasn't, the, what was the show Frasier? Was I'm going to, I'm going to, okay,
1: here's, here's the thing everybody's bypassing you're gonna you're gonna look at me and you're gonna go oh no you didn't just do that to me that's not a sitcom that's uh and you're gonna think it fits into another another category altogether bill
0: Nye the science guy <laughs> I no I'm, no I'm joking okay I we give bar uh the Simpsons oh yeah I can see how that would fit into a different category because it's I would think cartoon not comedy. So yeah, right. Okay. But it
1: start, but it's a sitcom, and it started out its existence
0: um, as a segment of the Tracy Ullman show. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I do remember something about the hearing something about that. Okay. Moving on to your, what is this? Your, uh, how many you got? Five, one, two, three, four. You got six this week. Okay. Well, the
1: the sixth one, we can do the sixth one if you want, and if not, that's fine. Um, okay. Go on to your next one. Okay. The largest grossing video game franchise ever. Now, I'm not talking about a game. Uh, but the system. I'm Not even the system. I'm talking about a character. Oh, a character. A character from a video game that ended up being uh, the largest grossing ever. I'm going to say one of uh, the Mario
0: brothers? Mario. You're exactly right. Hey, one. I got one. Okay. Swish. Nothing yeah, but and, net. And I hate those games. <laughs> I really don't like them. <laughs> Give me one stick, one red button, and a little digitized tank that goes across the street, the screen. Yeah. Okay. Next next question. <laughs> um, largest
1: grossing science fiction. Well, this is largest grossing science fiction movies franchise ever. Star Trek. Star Wars
0: Star Wars there you go. Oh that was an easy one Jim. okay
1: 500 billion with a B dollars. That's a lot of money. you think they'd
0: loan you me could, some of that? No you could uh, fund us fund a small country on that. okay uh, well I will go into my quotes and then we'll go into uh, my trivia for you. Uh, All right I, I don't think I said this one last week but I really like this. This is Benjamin Franklin this really goes along great with the topic of today's protecting our borders. A great empire, much like a great cake, is mostly diminished at the edges. <laughs> Benjamin oh, that's Franklin. that's true. Uh, you had your Churchill quote. Here's mine. History will be kind to me, for I intend to write it. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. That,
1: <laughs> yeah. That, that sounds like that sounds like um, history is written by those uh, history is written by uh, the victors.
0: Okay. Okay. So it's like oh, oh Churchill's going good? no 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 I plan on no, I'm doing it. Yes. <laughs> so like I got this. George Orwell the most effective way to destroy people is to deny and obliterate their own understanding of their history. Boy have we not seen that in these this day and age. Absolutely. So, and Ches, that's this That's why I really
1: appreciate that's why I really appreciate the uh, work of David Barton yeah. and his organization, yeah, Wall Builders, really because they, they hand American history and our Christian American heritage back to the people.
0: Yep, yep. Uh, Chez, I put this quote in just for you. Chez's motto is, I don't want you to think like me, I just want you to think. Uh, this guy named Jose Marti, um, the first duty of man is to think for himself. I think that's true. Yep, absolutely. And going back along the other lines of which we were talking about, Napoleon Bonaparte. Remember him? He was a short guy that always was trying to hide his fingers. Um, <laughs> history is a set of lies agreed upon. I think there's some. T- wow. I, I think there's some truth to that, but there's a, a lot of non-truth to it too. I guess it depends on what history you're talking about and who's telling it too. So, at the very least, that's one of those quotes that's in, that uh, I think would successfully uh fuel some good conversations yep Ches says dude righteous he likes that quote I'll send that to you <laughs> later chez he he likes that one the first duty of a man is to think for himself so um all right you're ready for I changed it from uh who said it to who did it and now we're we're gonna play who was it okay you're ready okay. here's the first one folks at home play along um who invented a device to lift small ships off low waterway floors when they were beached, by filling inflatable bellows to make the vessel more buoyant. Eventually, these devices were all scrapped because they were too heavy, often causing often causing the vessels to be beached.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: Who uh, was it? He was not a modern day celebrity. He was not a modern. He was day not celebrity. a modern day celebrity.
1: Um, but he probably shared a name with one?
0: Um,
1: no, that I don't sounds, think so. That sounds like a, oh, it sounded like a veiled hint there. No, Um. No, I'm just giving you an idea, you know. Um, oh, goodness.
0: I... He was once shown an invention, and he said it reminded him of the little girl who put her foot in a sock uh, when there was a, a, something in the sock, and she said, It strikes me... There's something in it. That's a hint. If you know your history, really, really well, especially that, about this that, man, that
1: sounds that sounds familiar. I'm gonna I'm gonna wager a guess and okay. say
0: Thomas Edison. No, before his time. Uh, here's another hint. This was not only a bad idea, but his worst idea ever was going to see a play. <sighs> Abraham Lincoln. Yes, it was Abraham Lincoln. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Sandra Skipper says, loving your show. Okay, thank you very much. We appreciate that. Okay, here's the next one. Who holds the 2002 patent for a drum head tensioning device? When I say drum, like the drums that a drummer would play. He holds the 2002 patent for a drum head tensioning device. He is not known for being a musician. Not known for being a musician. Yes, he was a big guy. Early pictures of him sh- were shown of him on a motorcycle. Let's see.
1: Uh I've got a picture in my head, and I can't think of. Okay. I can't think of his name now. Um. Oh come on! You talk about the guy who was in. He. He played in the in the George Or Orwells. No, no, no! Nope. Not George Orwell. Um. You're thinking of Orson Wells.
0: I'm thinking of Orson Welles. No. No. Okay. Orson Welles, I think, would have been a little bit older than this gentleman. Uh, Let me give you another hint. Um, I'll just use this phrase, the headless horseman. The headless horseman. That, sadly, doesn't help me at all. Okay. It would if you broke down the words and said it in your mind a certain way. Okay. Oh, for peace Okay. Final, final hint. He would only sell his patent on this drug hen- hen- tensioning device if he was given an offer he couldn't refuse. Wait, we're talking... Oh, no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. Hang on. Um. <laughs> next thing, you're going to be putting a horse head in my bed. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, come on. Could have been got a contender. This. I could have yes. been somebody. Instead of a bum, which I am. Uh, I can't think of his name. I'm going to wait for anybody in
0: the chat room to say it. We'll move right I, along. I
1: can't think of his name. I know the name. I know it.
0: This man was known the Godf- for... A- the Godfather. Okay, who played him?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm having yeah, trouble with.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, All right, we'll move along, Jim. We'll come back to that one. <laughs> okay. This gentleman held a 1953 patent for a very ornamental ashtray. What? Okay. A very ornamental ashtray. Patent. I'm going to give you another hint here in just a minute. But first, the winner goes to Paul Chez Sanchez, who said Brando. It was Marlon Brando. Yes. 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 Good guess on the Pacino there, Merrick. So, um,. Who held a 1953 patent for a very ornamental ashtray? The ashtray was shaped like a musical instrument. A a musical instrument that was played by Steve Urkel quite frequently. Oh, goodness. Uh, Let's see. This gentleman was very fond of polka music. Oh. (laughs) 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 Lawrence Welk. Yes. My next guess was he had a show that either came on right before or right after Donnie and Marie. <laughs> I thank you, boys. I won the more time without the bubbles. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was good. Okay. All right. The next one. This guy was born in May of 1886. His father was a Jewish rabbi that had been married four times. He was accredited for being America's first true pop star and was featured in the first talking motion picture ever made, and is also known for coining the phrase "You ain't heard nothing yet."
1: First talking motion picture ever made.
0: Now I gave you all the clues um, I possibly could give you. No, there's okay. one more I could give you, but I don't know if that would help I'm, you.
1: I got, I got a face in my head. He di- uh You talk. Are you talking about? Charlie...
0: Uh, Charlie Chaplin? No, but they probably started working about the same time in history. Chess says W.C. Fields. No, but that's a very good guess.
1: Either one of his, No. One of no, his no, no, songs no, 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 that uh, he was
0: famous for was entitled Mammy.
1: Oh, goodness. Yeah, that, way to give it away if I can remember the name. Um, I'd walk a million miles for... He, oh,
0: come on. He wore blackface before blackface
1: was cool. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think blackface ever got cool.
0: No, it was not his um, day and age, and people didn't do it. Right, right. You know, they did it as it was just part of the act. Um, Al Jolson. You got it. You got it. Al Jolson. Al Jolson. My next and final hit for that was he was actually blacklisted uh, during the 40s, uh, during uh, the time when um, when uh, they, were, they were going after the uh, communists hunts and everybody they were accusing everybody of being a communist and he now, was see i would have been i would people. have been going charlie chaplin for sure on that one. right exactly yeah he okay so moving right along the last one who was born in march of 1946 his name was henry and he starred with pat boone in a, in a movie as a switchblade carrying thug he later became a real police officer in indiana and idaho I'll bet you Ches will get this one. Fonda? No. Fonda was much older. He was born in March of 1946. His first name was Henry, and he starred with Pat Boone in a movie as a switchblade-carrying thug and later became a real police officer in Indiana and Idaho. I feel like I should know this, but I'm drawing a blank. Okay, any. I'm, I'm waiting for any guesses in the chat room, but since we don't have another, another one to go to and we're, man, we're running good on time. So I'm going to go ahead and deliver the correct answer. It was Henry, Eric Estrada. Oh, like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said a real police officer.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause he played in, uh, played in chips. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Alright, let's see, we've already taken care of the business, Jim, it's time at hand to get into the biscuits, and for those of you who are watching for the first time, the biscuits, that's kind of the serious side of the show, if we have one, Um, we talk about a couple of stories here and there, and then we get into some silly nonsense, Um, and then we stretch out the time as long as we can, just to fill an hour, if we have to, sometimes, (laughs) you know, we do what it takes. Uh, sometimes Jim will gargle peanut butter and spit BBs. I'll stand on my head and juggle chainsaws. Uh, but occasionally if we have the time for it, I'll stand on my head and stack BBs because they
1: are manufactured with a flat spot. They are
0: That's right, they are. But there's isn't the flat spot <laughs> so microscopic that you can't hardly see it or can you? I don't it's know. It's a skill. It's a skill. Okay. So it took na- long hours to perfect it. That explains why you bought that expensive microscope. Okay. Yes. All yes. right. So anyway, this guy, and hey, this, you probably you might have heard about this. This is a Michigan guy. This guy's name was Taylor Truppiano. I've heard about this happening, that cities are passing ordinances that says you cannot leave your car running unattended and unlocked. Do you ever do that in the morning, in the winter, to warm it up? Uh, well... Yes and no. I will start the car,
1: but my starter automatically locks the car
0: okay. as soon as it starts. Oh, look at you stepping up in the world. See how I are? Yeah, I got I got one lock one one door in my truck. I actually have to lock with a key from the outside. I broke off the lock on the <laughs> inside, so that wouldn't be me. Um, no, this guy this guy started up uh his truck or his car, whatever he had. It says his car in his driveway. Went inside, he was inside for seven minutes, came back out, and there's a ticket on his windshield for leaving his car running unattended. He just did it to warm it up. They And the, here's here's the thing. They, I'll read the story here. Um, it's when he came back out that he saw it firsthand. He thought it was a joke. So in that amount of time, he ran up there, gave him a ticket, and by the time he got out, there were, he the police officer was nowhere to be seen. The man said, describing the amount of time it took for the police officer to serve him a ticket. He posted a picture of the ticket to his Facebook account with a harsh caption. Trippiana complained that it was a waste of taxpayers' money. He also thanked the officer for giving a ticket for warming up his car in his own driveway. It was Roseville, Michigan. Roseville Police Department had a response for the man's claims, which I think is kind of silly, the response. I'm I'm totally 100% law enforcement, but when things get ridiculous, they get ridiculous. Um, The Roseville Police Chief James Berlin said, We have five to ten cars stolen this way every winter. Well, I get that, you know. So you're trying to teach him a lesson, so his car won't get stolen. So you steal $128 from him. Right. It's kind of the way I look at it. It's it's like Jeff Foxworthy. Was it Jeff Foxworthy or the other comedian that, you know, saw his daughter, uh, punch one of the other kids in the shoulder, and he smacked her in the face and said, "We don't hit," you know. That's, that's what that reminded me of all right um so yeah what do you think about that whole thing do you th- do you think you know i, I really have i think that's too close to home literally
1: for you right L- literally it's the next city over is it really it is hmm wow I, I i can i can walk to the border
0: and be there in less than 10 minutes you know you say that around here it means something totally different jim <laughs> think of that right, of that right, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it takes a little more than ten minutes to get to the the border here. So, I I have a friend uh who lives down in El Paso, and on the weekends he takes his kids to the movie theater in Juarez. I don't think you could pay me enough to uh, go to Juarez. However, he's he's from there originally. He knows the language. Um, and he he told me that you can go down there and watch a movie, and it's dirt cheap. You can get in for like under a buck to see a movie. And I was thinking one day, well, that would be kind of neat to take, you know, go down there and 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 then I realized I don't speak Spanish. I could watch all the movies I want, I wouldn't understand them. So right, um, yeah, I I told you about the experience I tr- when I tried to learn Spanish when I was a police officer, correct? Oh, oh, it was I bought a book we, when in Nevada, Missouri, we had a, a large influx of illegally uh, illegal aliens driving through, and we would occasionally stop them. I'd try to get information from them, you know, their date of birth, where they're from, all that stuff. I couldn't understand where they said, and I thought it would be easier, instead of calling out an interpreter every time, if I could just get a few basic phrases down. So, I got this book. Cladu, Varadu, what? Yeah, whatever. Because
1: <laughs> they were illegal aliens? Okay.
0: <laughs> live, okay. live
1: long and prosper?
0: Yeah, something like that. So nope, anyway, okay, I, I got this this book <laughs> and I read through it a couple of times. Just scanned through it, tried to remember a couple of phrases. Pulled over this guy one night and um, was trying to ask. I, I got his name. I tried to ask him his date of birth, and he kept looking at me funny, and he wouldn't. He just shook his head. You know, no, no, no. What? What? You know, I was trying. What's your date? Of, finally, I get frustrated because I can't get anything out of him. I call a translator out translator comes out he gets out of the car the guy looks at him asks him a question that I don't understand and the translator doubles over laughing and I said what's so funny he asked me to tell you to stop calling him your baby (laughs) and I was I was trying to get a date of birth ask him when he was born apparently I was saying something totally different at that point I leave Spanish to the professionals hey there's there's our title Jim Leave Spanish to the professionals. <laughs> Leave
1: Spanish to the professionals,
0: absolutely. Yep. So, yeah, Chess Sanchez says he gets the part about uh, the the uh, wanting to keep cars from getting stolen, but who doesn't warm up their car? I don't, because I learned it doesn't matter uh, anyway in my old truck, because it doesn't get warmed up until you actually get driving it down the road. You, I could set it out there, let the engine run for 10, 20 minutes, and it'd be just as cold as it was when I went out there. But once I get... From my house to the overpass, the bridge, that's when I kick on the heat, and I know I'll have heat. So, anyway. Sounds to me like you need a heater core flush. Could be. Could be. Just a thought. I had, you remember the old Chevettes? Yeah. Yeah, they were the disposable dime store cars that Chevy made. (laughs) Yeah. Which, I don't think any other car company could have gotten away with such a monstrosity. Um I had one of those one time. I was driving from Pontiac back to Schwartz Creek, and the heater core went out the day before. And I did the bypass thing, you know, where you take the heater core out and put the hoses back together, just bypass it all together. And it was so cold. I was wrapped up in one of those. I haven't even worn one since I left Michigan. One of those snowmobile uh, suits, you know, where you look like a spaceman. You got everything but the glass in front of your face. Um, But... It was I, I really thought I was gonna get frostbite by the time I got home. So anyway, uh, let's see. The next story. Oh, here's a good one. Ches is gonna chime in on this one. I just know it. Meryl Streep. What do you think about her latest fiasco? I heard something about it and didn't get the details. Well, I got Sorry. enough of the details. Basically, without naming Trump, she just ridiculed some things that supposedly she had heard. Ches um, probably knows more about this than I do, too. But here's my thing. There's a lot of celebrities that like to jump on the bandwagon and give their opinion. And I read something recently. I don't remember who said it, but they, they wrote that basically, hey, you're a celebrity. Uh, you're a movie star. Your job is to entertain me until I turn the TV off. You know, when, when I turn the TV off, that's that's as far as our relationship goes. I don't look up to you. I might think you're talented. Uh but that's it. So keep your mouth shut. Um Yeah.
1: And and Sam and, and for about a half a minute there was an actor that actually got that. And I was like, "Oh my goodness. I might actually listen to this guy. He actually gets it." Uh uh yeah. Married Angelina Jolie left Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. What's his face? Brad Pitt? Uh Brad Pitt, yeah, and the re- the reason for about a half a minute, it didn't last long. It was it was it was a beautiful moment though, <laughs> uh, is that after he had after he was in the movie Seven Years in Tibet, uh huh. So, somebody asked him, "What do you think about the oppression of of Tibet by China? You know, would you could you comment on that?" And he said, "I'm an actor. Yeah. No one should care what I
0: think." And I'm like oh standing ovation he gets it well and here's the thing too he is about as liberal as they come he's about as liberal as they come so for him an actor who's coming from that side of the political fence to say that shows a little bit of intelligence on his part
1: yeah it like i say the moment was very short-lived but you were talking about meryl streep
0: yes well I mean, i like brad pitt you know but when i turn the tv off that's as far as it goes um he, he actually, um, I believe he went to the same elementary, one of the uh, elementary schools that I went to in Springfield, Missouri. So he's no a couple of years older than me. Yeah, I think it was... My Ed- brother
1: went to high school with Madonna. Really? Yeah. Okay. What what was uh, Avondale Avondale High School back in the day?
0: Huh. Yeah. So Rich Merrick says, exactly, he gets it too. Uh, Robert Gilles, she's an idiot. Paul Chess says, he lost the feed. Just go out and come back in, Paul. Maybe that'll bring you back in. So anyway, so yeah, Uh, here's another thing here, too. The attorney general, the new one, Mr. Sessions, Senator Sessions, I like a lot of his background, but I'm a little bit concerned with something that he said this week. And they were, you know, he's trying to get uh, confirmed, I guess, by the powers that be as the next attorney general. And he was talking about Roe versus Wade. He said he, he was the worst mistake the Supreme Court ever made. It was an unconstitutional law, but it is the law nonetheless, and we should abide by it. Now, I was always told in history class, civics classes, and everything else, that an unconstitutional law, just by virtue of it being unconstitutional, is not a valid law. If If the president... It's even in their oath. Uh, my bro- my brother showed me a copy of the oath one time that if if they're given an order that's unconstitutional, they're duty-bound not to obey it. And that includes orders from the president. Hmm. I'll have to get that from my brother the exact he gave he showed it to me one time word for word. Wouldn't you agree that an unconstitutional law would just be by virtue of it being unconstitutional not really a valid law? <laughs> Just because somebody votes on in, in something our, and passes it doesn't our mean country, it's a law if it doesn't fit the Constitution.
1: Yeah, in our country, in, in our country, that would be true. Um, now, you, you go to another country where, you know, no, it is by virtue of the fact that in our country we are a nation of laws, not a nation of men, meaning that we have a gold standard for our laws and that is the constitution you go to another country where um you know it's a dictatorship or or monarchy or something like that yeah without a constitution mitigating the power of the person in charge uh then that's a different animal but in our country because the constitution is in essence the monarch right then yes yes if it violates the Constitution, then uh, it's it's a law that should not be right. obeyed.
0: Okay. Um, I'm watching the clock, Jim, I just want to make sure we're kind of on track with our time frame here. What would you think about a state that put up a wall to keep residents, citizens of another state, out of their state? You think that could be ever be done? You mean like a, a state in America? Yeah. Ooh, is that ever weird? Yeah, okay, let's give you an example, the Great Depression. Your state, you're, you're wanting to keep other poor people out of your state from coming in and taking jobs from the people in your state. Sound familiar? Yeah. It was actually uh, proposed in the 1930s by the governor of Colorado.
1: Yeah, the problem you have with that is um, American citizenship and the
0: Constitution, again. right? There we go. Yep, always well, back to the Constitution. It was, yeah, but it was actually um, an idea that was submitted by the governor of Colorado to keep New Mexicans out of Colorado during the Depression, just because they they wanted the jobs to stay with their residents and everything. Interesting concept. Wow. I, I got actually have a link to the story. I'll put it in uh, our blog here eventually. I'll try to do that. That's um, that's a weird one. Yeah, it is. Right. Okay. Um, I had a situation recently. This just really... You know I'm a recruiter. I, I send out... Today I sent out 480 emails to, to people. Um, about half of them in the western part of the country and the other half up around Chicago. Sending out this email. Hey, I've got this job. Tell us what it pays. Pays uh, about 12 and a half bucks an hour. Full time with benefits. In this day and age, if you've got a job, you've got something valuable. Hang on to it, right? So Right. I'm going through resumes, and I see one of a guy um, that sells RVs. That's all he does. He sells RVs. But he's got sales experience, which is not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people with customer service experience. So I send him an email. Hey, I've got this job. If you're interested, call me back. So I'm continuing sending out emails. Later on, I get this email from him that says, What in the world on my resume thinks I would want your job for only 1280, 12 whatever it is an hour? And I sent him back a nice response. I says, well, there's nothing on my, uh, on your resume that indicates to me what income level you are, just that you have experience, uh, selling RVs, which includes customer service experience. Needless to say, basically, he sent me this long email back saying that he was better than that. Um, that, you know, and, and just really made some snide and hateful com- comments about people who would do that kind of work. And I'll tell you what, I'm really put off by that. It, it I had a guy actually sit in my office one time asking me what we do what we do. He was there about a job. He was unemployed. And he, he said, "Oh, well um I no, I need something better than that." He wasn't talking financially, he was talking about the work of a uh, type of work. This man had a couple of degrees. And he actually told me to his face that he he was better than that. That was his words. I I don't get it. I, I really don't. I am I am very fortunate. I'm blessed uh, to make the amount of money that I do. It's not a lot, uh, but it's more than what most people um, starting out, and uh, not even starting out. So I, I get paid more than some people that have been on their job 10, 15 years, um, and, and I get paid less than some of them too. But I'm, either way, I'm real blessed. I feel fortunate. I don't get what is wrong with people putting other people down. And when they're off, here's the thing: when you're offered a job, if you don't like it, if it's not something you want to do, if you feel your skills are above that set, all you have to do is say no, thank you. That's all you've got to do. Yeah, the thing that's a little bit weird to me
1: is it, it. It's a little bit like it's a little bit like the guy who is pushing you down the road. And you try to change lanes and he's, and he like changes lanes at the same time. And, and it's like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to stay here. You go around me. And the guy goes to pass you. But then after he passes you, he slows down. Okay. The whole point of his frustration was, is that he wanted to pass you. Right. So on what basis do you have the time to sit and play this game with me? So I'm sitting here looking at this guy that's telling you how much better he is than, than all of this to, to send you some long email. Listen, if you're that much better than me, why are you spending any amount of time dealing with me? Right. Motor on. You're better, right? Yep. You got better things to do with your time than mess with me. So guess what? Do it. Yeah. So immediately, as soon as, as soon as I hear that out of
0: people, I'm like, Nah, you're bluffing. I don't buy it. Well, here's the thing. Not only do we look for people with customer service experience, but we look for people who can play well with others and know how to communicate gracefully. So at this point, right. when he sent me that email, I was I wanted to say that and say, and based on your emails, I would like to withdraw my offer. But no, I, there you go. I decided the- not to get in the sandbox with him. So, um, yeah, just a couple of things here. Uh Robert Gillespie, I think he's right. Um, I, Brad Pitt did say that, but Mark Wahlberg and Denzel Washington uh, had some recent discussions that were along those same lines as well, what we were talking about a while ago. so Okay. And that is good to know. Denzel Washington, man, he he is something else. He really is. I
1: I got some respect for Denzel Washington.
0: I, I do, too. I do, too. So, uh, let's see. What if we walled off Car- uh, California? That comes from Chess. Hey, I'm for that. I've never been to California. I really don't... Sanchez
1: for president.
0: Yeah, Um. absolutely. <laughs> got um, my vote. I got to say, though, Seth has been wanting me and him to take a trip out there for one reason and one reason only. He wants, and I would love this, he wants to visit Alcatraz. I, I would I would dearly love to, to visit Alcatraz. So. Uh, I can see that. I, I'd I'd like the Clintons to visit Alcatraz permanently. Yeah, you know it's not a prison anymore. It's just a tourist site, so
1: we could we could re- redo it. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'd, make, we'd make it good. Just let yep. them stay there.
0: Okay, Jim. We're, oh man, we're moving right along today. We got uh, a few more things. <laughs> All right, it's time to get into our weekly segments. We've only got about uh, three more minutes left. So. um okay. The Good Deed of the Week. I'm still I'm still looking for good deeds. People who do good deeds every week. And every time I Google good deeds done or whatever, I get a story from 2013. I want recent ones. If anybody knows of any, send them to me. So, um, yeah, we're still looking for that. Um, the Weekly Strange Fact. Uh, what was the way Jim, uh, Joe, that guy Martin, put it? Strange but true facts. Here's a good one. There are, Chez, you'll like this one, since you're the guardian of the flaming pink flamingo. Um, there are more, <laughs> it's a long story. Uh, there are more plastic flamingos in the U.S. than real ones. Okay? here's That's a strange but true fact. Here's another one. The square mileage of San Francisco, Manhattan, and Boston combined will all fit into Detroit's 139 square miles. There's your strange but true facts. This is one I told my brother the other day. This is a strange law, Jim. Now, I said this to my brother because I'm I'm blessed with hair. I'm I'm starting to thin out a little on top, but not near as bad as my brother's way past that. But um, I told this to my brother the other day on, on the phone. In Louisiana, a bill was once introduced years ago in the State House of Representatives that fixed a ceiling on haircuts for bald men. That ceiling was 25 cents. So Ah, uh, I see what they did there. Yeah. It's like, no. Looks <laughs> like the bald man that went into the barber and said, Take half off, and he said you already did. Um so I I always like the guy with you know the story where the guy goes into the barber and the barber says, How would you like your hair cut? And then the man responded, In silence. Oh no. The barbers are known for talking a lot. I should have been a barber. Um Here's, a, here's another interesting one. I, I love I like bologna. I really like bologna, especially those thick slices. I like bologna more than I probably should. Okay, you sound like my son Seth there, because I for years I've been trying to convince him that health food uh, that bologna is health food. But in, in, <laughs> I'll tell you that story here in a minute. In Tennessee, a law exists which prohibits the sale of bologna on Sunday. Why? I don't know. I don't know. No, years ago, growing up, I, I liked bologna. And when Seth was real, real little, he didn't like bologna. And I told him to eat it. It was good for you. You know, it's health food. Eat it. So he, he's like, would not would not touch it. So one day, we're all in the car, and we're going up to my mom and dad's house up in St. Louis. And um, I, Seth, every time we went to Grandma and Grandpa's house, when we go in the door, you know, he'd hug them and, you know, give the greetings. And then he'd say, what are we having for dinner? He's always been that what are we having for dinner guy. I, right, I called right. my dad ahead of time. I said, when he asks you what's for dinner, tell him, tell him that we're having the healthiest food in the world, baloney. <laughs> he was shocked. So, <laughs> all right. Oh, let's see, Jim. It looks like, let's see, that we got the strange law. Uh, let's see, a few other things. Let's talk about this real, no, we don't have enough, to, I, I want to talk about, what's the word, cryogenics? Okay. Where you get your head, where you get your noggin frozen. I want to talk about some moral and biblical aspects on that. We'll do that on the next show, I think. Oh. Yeah. I I would never have my head frozen. It's already solid as a rock, some people would say, (laughs) right? So, hey, do you remember Hands Across America? Vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder if something similar like that could be... I was talking with Chez about this the other day. I had an idea for a local fundraiser based on that concept. But after I got into how many people, just to go across our own town, would take over 16,000 people, which is roughly, loosely, half the population of our town, and I don't think it could be done. I just don't think it could be done. Even even if we brought in out outsiders, for lack of a better word, right? Um, I, not the name. We don't treat people like <laughs> outsiders. That's a that's a fact. We don't. But you know, you know what I mean. Where I'm going with that. But, They're from beyond the wall. Right, right. My son has a, a parrot cichlid, uh, beautiful fish. Uh, it's orange. We na- he, we named it Buddy. But it has a habit of picking up sand in the bottom of the aquarium and spitting it over to this one side, and he's building a wall. And I, I told my son, I said, you should have named Buddy Trump. So, right. Anyway. Well, folks, it is 58 minutes after the hour. It is time for us to close down this episode of the Biscuits and Gravy Show. And, Jim, I will uh, yes, make one quick comment and leave you with the last word. I hope everybody has a great evening. And, uh, Jim, you will have after Jim has the last word, stick around a little bit. We, we do uh, kind of a wind-down session. So, Jim, the last word is yours. Just a quick reminder, turn on the Amber Alerts on your
1: phones. The life you save may be someone that you care for.